Well, good morning. Oh, why? We can do better. So I know online you all said good morning, but let's hear everybody in the space here say good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Welcome back to the worship space. And I don't know about you or you guys, but I'm feeling really emotional. <laughs> trying to get it together. I was losing it over there thinking, I can't do this. It, but, uh, it's been 14 months. It has been 14 months. And uh, man, I just as I was sitting out there, I was thinking about those days where there were six of us in the room trying to figure out how to get this thing um, online and out to folks uh, in our congregation. And what we thought was going to be three or four weeks ended yeah. up being 61 weeks. 61, wow. Unbelievable. Um, so good to have you guys back in the room. Um, wanted to just highlight some changes uh, to the space uh, as you're kind of looking around. And uh, there'll be some images uh, for those who are uh, watching online. But uh, so the worship space has been repainted. It was 20 years. It needed a, a freshen up. So we've repainted uh, the worship space. We have added uh, some closet space. So over here uh, on the front and back, there's some new uh, storage space. We have uh, redone the tech booth. So that got a facelift. Up here on the platform, uh, we uh, restained the uh, the floor and made it a little bit darker. Uh, we added barn doors, yep. so if people asked if you were raised in a barn, now we can say yes, we were. Uh, <laughs> okay, all right, right. Yeah. And, and if you're worshiping online, uh, you've also been seeing these changes. Uh, when the tech booth was rebuilt, we also upgraded and improved all of our audio and video equipment. So you may have noticed about halfway through our online experience, uh, it. It, our audio and video improved a little bit. And then just most recently over our heads is a new light grid and that the lights really improved our video capabilities. And as well, we keep forgetting there's a broadcast room right now outside over my left shoulder, outside in the lobby space there. And that's, that's right. where our online campus uh, is signal is sent to all over, all over the place. All over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So what hasn't changed just to make it clear and, and stating the obvious. What hasn't changed is that when we are in this room together, whether there's six or 60 or 600, what hasn't changed is that when we're together, we're here to worship the one true God and to be reminded of who we are and whose we are in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, yeah. And do you remember when we first started this whole thing, there were, and we were in a series called Lessons in Quarantine, and one of the first words that came out was social distancing. Remember, that was the idea that if we remain six feet apart physically, that that will uh, lower the spread of the virus. And really, when that happened, it became a new word for us, a new idea, yeah. but it also has changed our habits, hasn't it? Uh, I was just talking with Josh over there earlier, talking about how like the 
the immediate response sometimes is to hug somebody, and we're like, oh, we don't know if we can do that yet, right? So all of a sudden, fist bumping became a thing, and then we also, handshaking just stopped, right? So it just yeah. changed how we do things. Our seating is different in restaurants and, and, and even in this space. And so this idea of social distancing has changed the way, changed our habits. Oh, yeah. And, and it was actually one of the hardest things, I think, for, for all of us, yeah. this social distancing idea. I remember, again, in those early days when we were sheltered at home, um, we would meet here. There'd literally be six of us in the worship space on a Sunday to mm. do a broadcast. And one of the six was, was uh, my son, Josh. And so he would come. Uh, we had a band of three. And um, so we wouldn't see him all week except on Zoom. And, uh, and then he would come into the space to help lead us in worship. And, uh, and we were social distancing. So he we'd see him, but he couldn't, he couldn't hug us, and it was killing his mom. Um, <laughs> Not you so much? Not, yeah, <laughs> we're fine. <laughs> hey, son. <laughs> but, you know, seriously, that, that social distancing thing, yeah. it, it, it has been one of the most devastating parts of this because um, things like visiting somebody mm-hmm. in a hospital, mm-hmm. um, folks in nursing homes and rehab uh, facilities, um, funerals and so forth, all of that that, that kept us right. apart from each other. Mm-hmm. That's, that, was, that was the hard stuff, I think. So we're in this series and um, lessons in quarantine and using these illustrations to help make spiritual points. Last week we talked about masks and we said that kind of our takeaway was that real love is learning to see yourself and others through the way that Jesus does, seeing yourself and others the way that Jesus does. And so this morning, as we continue Lessons from Quarantine, we want to talk about this idea of social distancing. In a pandemic, we have all learned, we didn't know this before because none of us had ever been through a pandemic before, at least in this country. We, we hadn't heard this idea of social distancing but this idea that we have to give each other space so that we don't spread disease. And that's so different. As disciples, Mm. as followers of Jesus, we are called not to social distance, but to socially engage. Jesus said, go into all the world, making disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. He wants us, he wanted us then, he wants us now to engage with the culture, to be connected to people, to share our faith, to be with others, and most of all, to express love. And so there's three things that we want to share with you guys this morning. And the first one is this, that love overcomes any distance. Love overcomes any distance. Mm -hmm. 1 Corinthians 13, which is really our defining script. When we talk about love throughout this series, know that we are referencing the description of love found in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And in in there, it says that love never gives up, it never loses faith, is always hopeful, I love that, and endures through every circumstance. Mm. Love endures through 
every circumstance. And friends, we have watched that play out here in this community of faith called Hope over the last mm -hmm. 14 months as we have been distanced from each other, apart from each other, and yet together in really important ways. So again, you know, referencing back to the early days when we were first told to shelter at home back in March of 2020, the first thing we did as we got together uh, we said we need to contact everybody in our congregation. And so we have a database of um, well over a thousand households. And uh, so members of the staff and volunteers agreed that we were going to call every household. And even if we were just going to leave a voicemail to let them know, hey, we're here. And if there's anything we can do, let us know. We followed that up immediately by handwritten notes. So again, staff and volunteers wrote little notes and just sent it out to each of those households to let folks know about, uh, you know, that we're here for them. And then we started this uh, weekly pr or daily prayer email. Many of you are probably uh, recipients of that. We have over 220 individuals who receive a daily email. It's got a little devotional from one of our pastors. It has a, a, a scripture. It has a little prayer and then a, uh, a series of specific prayers for people that we're praying for. And really it's so true to who we are because we wanted to connect to God and connect to each other. And so we did that. And then we also continued because relationships are such a priority. And we did, uh, our small groups had to make a shift, right? So our small group shifted from meeting in these close quarters to meeting either outside or meeting digitally. Yay, Zoom, right? Anybody? <laughs> Yay, Zoom out there, right? Yeah. And uh, uh, we, um, we, we, came up with a creative ways, you all came up with creative ways to continue to meet together. And really, it should be a big thank you to everyone for the way that you uh, worked yes. together to maintain yes. relationship. Yeah, it's been so exciting yes. to see the church alive and well doing that. And then our care ministry as well. We, we would meet, immediately find out about those who were in need and people were sharing meals. And, and we just found this great way to, while we were so far apart at times, we still were able to maintain these deep, intimate relationships. Yeah, it's really been uh, remarkable. And then, of course, we have our, our food pantry. We've talked a lot about our food pantry because, really, I think our food pantry is a modern-day loaves and fishes story. Yeah, amen. Right? That's scripture uh, where Jesus fed 5,000 people using three, lo three loaves and five fish. That's kind of where we were. The food pantry was serving 50 families and, uh, and it was a stretch to get there to do that back in uh, March of 2020. Today, we're serving over 400 families, over 1,500 people who this community of faith provides uh, food for people who are food insecure, uh, most of whom who lost their jobs because of uh, the result of the pandemic and closed businesses and so forth. And so we have been together doing that as the followers of Jesus. Yeah, because all of these things done over the last year have been a demonstration of how love overcomes any distance. And I feel like we're preaching to the choir in a sense because our examples were all of how you all have been able to do that. Yep. It seems, though, that as we are moving toward the other side of this crisis, as we see kind of a light at the end of the tunnel, it's not the end, but I would suggest it may be the next stage. We're kind of moving into this recovery stage globally. Uh, 
And that's why we've been intentional about using the word relaunch as we've been talking. We didn't use the word reopen, but relaunch Sunday. Because as we just said, the church has never been closed. The church has been actively working together and working to care for each other. The church has always been open. And we haven't just made a goal of just getting people inside on a Sunday, although this has been exciting and fun, and let's do it again next week. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but we are relaunching hope into this new world to come. Uh, in the same way that 9-11 changed air travel, I believe, and there are others who believe as well, that this global event is going to change the way that the world functions moving forward. That there's going to be responses and there's going to be effects that we still yet don't know. The full impact is still yet to be determined. Uh, globally around the world, the uh, economies and politics and commerce and travel, all those things are going to change. And even personally, there are changes that are taking place. Our workplaces and our schools are changing. And, and, and we're even experiencing changes in the way that we work and where we work. And so this year really has been a year about change, and it's been fast, and it's been sudden, quick change. As a matter of fact, changes were even made in this last week after we announced that we were going to have you all in the building, and so we know masks, the mask rules are changing, and so please keep, uh, keep watch on our website as we are figuring out what that means for hope moving forward, and we'll keep you up to date on that and, and uh, all those things. But uh, really, change, uh, Jeff, you say this often, change is an opportunity to make it better. Yeah. And uh, I believe that that's what we're doing here with this idea of relaunching hope. We're relaunching hope as a digital, physical ministry. Uh, and we believe that'll best prepare us for 2021 and beyond. So if you worship online, uh, it's not going away. It's only going to get better. Uh, if you choose to worship in this space, it's not going away. It's only going to get better. And we're going to get together, create a digital, a digital physical Physical, I physical. like that. You like that one? Maybe that's a, a digital, physical expression of hope, which means not only Sunday morning, but there'll be opportunities for small groups and membership and kids ministry. And, and we're, we really, though, uh, while this seems all new to the church, this is really how the, the world operates, right? We do this all the time. We move seamlessly between digital and physical. You know, like, so you'll go to, the, uh, to your phone, and phones kind of is what led us into this world. Uh, we go to our phones and we order our coffee or our sandwich on our phone. Then we go stand in line. So we've just moved from digital to physical that fast. Uh, we get to our stand in line. And while we're standing in line waiting for our sandwich or our coffee, we check up on Facebook. So now we're physically and digitally in the same space at the same time. We do this all the time. So you may be at home and you're texting with your friend and then you put your phone down to talk to your kid, but your kid wants to show you a video that they saw on YouTube that is is really funny. So they're showing you their iPad and we move from physical to digital all the time. So that's just how our world operates. And so why would we create a digital physical expression of hope? Because that's how our world operates. Yeah. So we want to ask you just be patient with us as we figure this out. Uh, <laughs> we've been saying for the last year that we are building the plane while we fly it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's been really fun, really exciting and really scary. I've never been scared about Sunday morning church <laughs> in 25 years yeah. until this morning. Yeah. <laughs> You're scaring me right now, actually. <laughs> 
Yeah, so, you know, we have embraced change here at Hope for 30 years. We have always said that mm -hmm. change is normative. And for those of you who don't like change, I'm sorry, but you know, change is inevitable. Change happens, and here's the thing. We don't change just for the sake of change. We change for the sake of others. Mm -hmm. We believe that we as a congregation, we as a church, are supposed to pay attention mm -hmm. to the culture. Not to follow the culture, but be able to speak effectively into the culture. So we have a never-changing gospel that we need to communicate to an ever-changing yeah. world. Mm -hmm. And so that's the tension that we try to hold. And uh, so change is going to happen so that we can effectively communicate the gospel to others. And change here isn't done either. There's some things yet to be happening. Uh, so one of the changes that will happen, hopefully sooner than later, is we're going to be in this truss up here. We're going to have uh, three large uh, screens, monitors, that will, will hang down. And uh, so instead of the small TVs, you'll be able to see the words to the songs and scriptures and those things that we uh, would typically put on these screens. So that's, that's coming. Our prayer wall uh, that used to be over there is going to be over here, and that's in process of being redesigned as well. Um, we're uh, in the process of designing, developing, and soon to hang a cross. And so that'll go on this wall over here. And uh, so that's some of the things. You also know that we just um, are changing some staffing. So we have a new director of youth ministry. You met him online a couple of weeks ago, Phil Falk. Uh, so he'll be joining us in just a few weeks. And we're still in the process of looking for our uh, new worship pastor. And so ask that you be praying about that. Here's the thing about all of this. The ultimate, our ultimate challenge is to love. Our ultimate challenge mm -hmm. is to love. And so all that we're trying to do and figure out is how do we express the love of God to each other and to the world. Mm -hmm. And so there's a great scripture that I want to share with you uh, on that note. And it's from uh, Peter, a letter that uh, Peter wrote. And uh, so I want to just go through this uh, briefly with you. It's 1 Peter uh, chapter 4. This is what he wrote. The end of the world is coming soon. All right, so he's convinced that Jesus is going to be returning in his lifetime. And, and everyone believed that. They knew Jesus was going to be returning. They assumed it would be in their lifetime. And so he is saying, look, the end of the world as we know it is coming very soon. Jesus is returning. So therefore... Be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. So the first thing you need to know is, as we're preparing, we need to be earnest and diligent in the way that we pray. Okay, so that's good. Then he says this, most important of all, stop there. The end of the world is coming. The most important thing of all, this ought to get your attention. The end is coming. So most important of all, mm. continue to show deep love for each other. For love covers a multitude of sins. Mm. 
Look, we all fall short. We all are sinners. None of us is yet perfect in Christ. And so what he's saying is, as we demonstrate love for each other, it covers those sins that we are all guilty of. And now he describes what it looks like to deeply love one another. He says this, so cheerfully share your homes with those who need a meal or a place to stay. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Mm. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as if, as though it were God himself who were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all of the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory mm. to God through Jesus Christ, all glory and power to him forever and ever. Mm. Amen. Right? So love one another deeply. It's our greatest challenge. It's, yeah, it's a, it, it, ultimate challenge. It's our greatest challenge, challenge. Uh, because it's not easy to love, right? It's, it's difficult for us to love. Jeff, you mentioned this briefly last week. You said love is our trademark, and, and uh, it was just kind of a, it wasn't, it wasn't a throwaway, but it just was part of a description you were giving, and that, that was really, really resounded with me, and, and I really wanted to speak a little bit more on this idea that love is a trademark. In John chapter 13, uh, very similar to Peter's uh, uh, statement as thinking of the world was about to end right then, uh, Jesus was about to be arrested. And again, when someone's about to be arrested and they know they're going to die, the words that you say after uh, in those final moments are important words. You don't talk about things like, don't forget to take out the trash. You talk about important things in those final moments. And so Jesus was speaking to his disciples and he said to them, how you love or how we love will be the proof to others that you follow me how we love. Love is our trademark. So therefore, a community that celebrates when truth wins or a community that celebrates justice for the oppressed, that type of community has love as a trademark. And I would say that love is our brand as the church. Now, we may have an H as our logo, and you can see that all over the place in our building, but love is our trademark. Love is who we are. A community of people who practices love is patient and kind. It's so difficult to be patient and kind, but that is our trademark. It's who we are. We need to do this without jealousy and without boastfulness, without pride, Paul says. It's a demonstration of love in action. A community of people who has love as its brand is not rude or demanding, even on social media. Yeah. And we don't keep score of wrongdoing. Right. We practice love in every environment. 
Because Jesus said, this is why this is so important. Jesus said, a community marked by love, a trademark, is not our belief, it's our love. That's what the world is going to identify. That's what the world is going to see as different about us, is the way that we love. And in our current world, I would suggest it will never be more appealing, a community that loves like this, than any other time in our history. So as Christ followers, love covers any distance. Mm. Love is our greatest challenge. And love is our trademark. The band's going to come up and lead us in a closing song.